Welcome to the Sheila Kamer Strategy Podcast. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Mrs. Janet Adeyem. Janet is founder of the Women in Mining in Nigeria, an organization championing the challenges of mining in that country. She was the head of the Technical Committee of the African Women in Mining Network. She served as a legislator in the Federal House of Representatives in Nigeria and worked in the executive arm as presidential aide to three presidents in that country. She holds a degree in geology and another in engineering. She has worked across disciplines in the mining, renewable energy, climate change, and waste management areas. She is currently the representative in the CSPF in the World Bank for West and Central Africa. Janet, welcome to the Sheila Kama Extractive Podcast. Thank you, ma'am. It's it's exciting being here with you. That's fantastic. So I wanted you to speak with us uh, specifically with respect to your work in the Women in Mine in Nigeria. You founded the organization. Why did you find it necessary to find the Nigerian chapter of the Women in Mining? Women in Mining Nigeria was founded on the 7th of November 2006 and rebranded on 7th December 2016, based on personal experiences and and a commitment to opening pipelines on window for next generation of young girls, based on my own personal experience. I suffered a lot of uh, discrimination as a geologist when I graduated in uh, in the uh, very uh, tail end of uh, 70s to 80. And then women were not even allowed to work in the oil and gas sector. So that made me to be wandering all over the place. And over time, by the time I reflected back on what I went through, I saw an opportunity and I took advantage of that opportunity to say, hey, bring the girls together now so that in future they won't go through what you went through. So it's it's just out of personal experience. Thank you. So really the expected, uh, I guess, goal here is to facilitate easy passage for uh, women in Nigeria. I have to ask you, I mean, can you tell us what you see as the value of the voice of women in mining in a country that is otherwise dominated by the petroleum sector? The value of women in any society cannot be underrated because women are part of the population. They are a major stakeholder in the demographic. Women in Nigeria, is it's almost a one-to-one ratio. Men are said to be about 50.1%, where women is about 49.7%, which is approximately one-to-one. So you cannot afford to continue to neglect half of that population. And so when you encourage women coming into mining, you you ultimately promote diversity and inclusion. A woman in mining association can help to promote diversity and inclusion in the mining industry by providing a platform for women to network, share experiences and support each other. This can help to break down the gender stereotypes and biases that often exist in male-dominated industries. Then again, it can create rising awareness. You know, it can help to raise awareness about the role of women in the mining industry and their potential contributions. This can help to challenge the traditional notion that mining is a man's job and encourage more women to consider careers in the industry. 
And that we are currently doing, especially with our G4M, our Das Girls for Mining Club. Advancing gender equality through advocacy and lobbying efforts. A woman in mining association can work towards advancing gender equality in the mining industry by pushing for policies and practices that support women's participation and advancement. This can include things like equal play, flexible work arrangements, and family-friendly policies. And this we do often by engaging government. We build skills and expertise through our, our capacity building. We provide training, mentorship, and other opportunities for professional development. As of yesterday, some of our women are in a meeting where they are going through training on tax-related issues. By building skills and expertise, women can become more competitive in the industry and contribute sufficiently to the growth and success of the sector. So, so to me, these are critical issues that must be looked at. So with NAND, we can see the results. Now we have more women in the mining sector. We have women coming up in leadership position and we are breaking barriers, fears and norms. And the younger girls are being attracted to the sector. Our G4M program is paying off. We have it now in about eight states where we have 100, 100 students, you understand, in our G4M club. Thank you. That's interesting. So so basically, it sounds to me like uh, you are looking at the problem from two angles. The first is just the bigger nation to say when nearly half of uh, the human capital is women, to neglect them is really to underdevelop your own resource in terms of uh, human capital. The other is to say, we want to create a level playing field. We, we want to demystify mining. We want to open it up and make sure that the young girls know that the perception that it's a, my, a man's world is not correct. A am I reading your answer correctly that you have these several, uh, if you wish, goals for your organization? Yeah, you are, you, are, you got it completely right. That is also, you are demystifying the whole thing because it's not a macho thing any longer. There are smart technologies and innovations everywhere. And mining encompasses a whole range of activities that women can easily fit in. Is it use of technology? Is it use of software? You understand? Is it even driving the equipment itself? These days you use joysticks, you understand, to control all these equipments that you don't have to be bothered by anything. And then, like you said, opening up opportunity for young ones, you understand, by encouraging them to understand doctors can work in the mining company, nurses are working in the mining company, economists are working in the mining company, financial consultants, you know, so things like that. So when you open up the space, you demystify it, and that's what we've done to the young girls now. The young girls are so excited for those ones who've touched their lives, understand, to, they are eagerly looking towards working in the extractive sector, which is a whole range of uh, activity yeah. and career-based, career yeah. So as I listen to you, I'm marveling at uh, uh, the, the effects of your words, even on me, because you know, people talk about mining and when you say mining, people think the physical exercise, but not only do they think of that, they think of it in, in, in its crudest manner, that it is physical, you need to be strong and have muscles, little forgetting that we have long moved away from that kind of mining. But more than that, people forget that mining, like any 
industry has its own ecosystem and that it has soft skills, it has engineering skills, it has IT skills. And, and, and I think the work you are doing with the girls is invaluable because when you open this up, then they suddenly realize there is space for me in this place and I don't have to reinvent them myself just to fit. So tell me, what are some of the challenges, despite all this, uh, that still face women in mining in your country, Nigeria? Uh, women are not exempted from the generic problems created by the extra extractives. We know that extractives, you understand, is uh, a critical economic sector that provides raw materials needed for the various industries like uh, construction, energy, manufacturing, and technology. However, the mining industry faces several global challenges on its own. And you know, women are part of the global community, such as environmental degradation, rare deforestation, water pollution, soil degradation, and loss of biodiversity are common. And these have long impacts and consequences on the ecosystem and communities of which women are part of. Climate change, I won't dwell, that, dwell on that much. Climate change is more or less the global matter right now. So and we know that it equally affects uh, mining impacts on it. Then the social and uh, community impacts, which directly impacts which directly impacts women. You know, mining has significant impacts on the local communities, including displacement, loss of livelihoods, and social conflicts. These impacts can be particularly severe for indigenous communities and marginalized groups. And you and I know that women are the most marginalized groups. So that when displacement takes place, they are more impacted. Then labor practices. Labor practices in the mining industry can be challenging with workers often facing poor working conditions, low wages, and limited job security. Again, women are most affected here and child labor. Uh, resource depletion is another major one where over-exploitation of natural resources leading to environmental degradation affects women. Technological challenges are part of the issues. The mining industry faces significant technological challenges, including increasing energy costs, declining oil grades, and water scarcity, which impacts the viability of mining operations. However, all these ones are global, affects everybody, and so women. But direct impacts on women are something like limited access to finance. Women in Nigeria often face challenges in assessing finance and capital to start and sustain their mining businesses. The BOI industry in Nigeria promised to give money out to women, but how many women? I think only one woman was able to scale through to have, to my knowledge till today, was able to assess anything meaningful. Lack of access to mining rights and licenses is a major challenge to women because remember the background they are coming from, from zero background or knowledge of mining, you understand, to meeting all these technical details and bureaucracies. And you and I know that women are often lazy when it comes to encumbered bureaucratic processes, so they easily give up. These are places where we come in as an association to help them. Limited representation and participation. You find that women... The diversity is not on top at the workplace. And when you don't have people like yourself to identify with, at times it can be very challenging, especially because they are women. When you see a woman often going to a particular office, if you are not careful, other, other kinds of scandals might break out. So this always restricts women 
You understand, especially when they don't have the likes of their own in decision making pos uh, positions. Then occupational health and safety risk. My, Nigeria is just a new country emerging. So the women are still not used to the culture of being kitted, knowing the kind of kits they have to use. So they are often exposed, you understand, to health hazards and serious safety risks. Last year alone, I think around, uh, around Taraba, we lost about three women to mine collapse. In Ebony states, we lost about two. You understand? So the risks are there. Then cultural and societal barriers. Women in my, women in Nigeria face cultural and societal barriers that discourage their participation in male-dominated so sectors, such as mining. These barriers include stereotypes, discrimination, and traditional gender roles, where it is believed that women are supposed to be in the kitchen, they are supposed to be in the other room, and things like that. So it's a, it's a limitation, especially in uh, Muslim-dominated communities. Women and men are not supposed to sit together or, or, or be in meetings together. So it's quite encumber encumbering, you understand, to engage them. The lack of training and education. The current generation of women are not too educated in the acts of mining. So the knowledge is limited. And that is where we do a lot of work, trying to build up the capacity to skill them up, to be able to participate effectively in the mining sector. Thank mm. you. Yes, I, I was wondering, you've articulated the problems very well. And, and, and I'm mindful that there's only so much that your organization can do to be able to overcome some of the issues clearly set in the current societal uh, framework. Others sit very much in the public service and legal framework. So I have to ask you, what support, if any, does your organization receive from either the Nigerian federal uh, government or for that matter, some of the state governments where mining has a lot of potential? Well, uh, I think it took them a while to be able to recognize the, imp the importance and relevance of women. Initially, it was a sarcastic thing, you understand, because you find them say, oh, in fact, women in mining, my name changed from being engineer, they hear me, you understand, to women in mining. And I've seen circumstances where even some directors, you understand, in the ministry, some are supportive and some are confrontational. I, because I'll just quickly give you a story. There was a bill, a, a draft bill coming up. And uh, I found out that when you look at the position, the generic positions as described on who and who should be on the board, it's, there's no way women can make it. So we did a draft letter, you understand, to that organization to say this is our position. In fact, the man took, stood up and took us, to, took us to the dustbins. You understand? But we fought and eventually we got our way through. So in short, I find out that the current minister, for instance, is supportive, but there's no fund. We've never been given any direct fund, you understand, from the ministry to say, oh, this money is for this, you understand? So most of the things we do is how we raise funds, only God knows. Then, So at times, individually and things like that. But I believe that it's getting better and better, and they are beginning to see the importance, you understand, of women being in this, in this space, apart from global declarations. You know, because the World Bank was so was so was so strict, you understand, in their in in their conclusion on the role of women, you understand, in the extractive sector. Apart from their participation, the impact 
of mining affects women directly. So when we talk about women in mining, people get confused. You understand? Thinking, oh, you are thinking of women mining as a verb of mining. No, you look at the impact of mining on women in such communities and the children. So whichever way you look at it, governments must play a significant role in ensuring that. And then the current minister, you understand, when we go to him, he listens. But when you don't have budgetary allocation for to, to work with, you understand, it becomes a limitation. But we understand the limitation and we know that with our doggedness, we will get over it. Mm. So you, you made an important point earlier, which was that when looking at women in mining, the entire ecosystem, the challenges uh, of gender inequality sit first in the bucket of those that are generic and global and uh, are largely the same uh, everywhere. But then there are those that are very peculiar to either the Africa region or for that matter to a particular country and if you follow through to a particular state and a particular community. I wanted to, you to please give us a view. When you look at the challenges facing women in mining in your country, Nigeria, do you see any differences between the thrust of your challenges in relation to what other women face in other African countries where you have uh, colleagues and counterparts? Of course, mining in Nigeria and other African countries differ in various ways because the kind of minerals dominant in each country controls the value chain, controls the mining methodology, and even the resultant pollution that emanates from such uh countries then when you look at the uh, the regulatory framework the re regulatory framework too differs slightly nigeria has been vast in oil and gas abandoned their mining completely so nigeria can be classified as a new entrance into the mining ecosphere and so nigeria is rich in mineral resources such as tin limestone coal gold lead and zinc among others in contrast to other African countries like Chad, Central Republic, Somalia, DRC that are rich, the Botswana, Botswana is very important, which are rich in mineral resources such as diamond, copper, and platinum. So the mining metals too differs. When you look at the mining metals, like I've said, as of today, most uh country most people mine with very uh, in a very sophisticated manner that is based on high grade technology but we are yet to see more of that in nigeria because in nigeria most of the mining are asm and small scale mining the large scale miners are yet to settle in and so you know the meaning of that as using basic equipment such as pick and shovel uh, shovels the investment the level of investments when you compare it on a scale, when I was in Botswana and and went to the copper mines, they are different. Their levels are different from what we do currently in Nigeria. So the level of investment in mining can vary between countries. Nigeria has been described as a as uh, having a low level of investment uh, because I remember when we are trying to come up with the roadmap, and so we said we want to boost our index, our mining index to attract juniors and major mining companies on because we lack the basic infrastructure, funding and security concerns are limitations to us. 
compared to other African countries who have been there, just like our own oil and gas is so sophisticated. You understand? Our mining is not. So we cannot compare ourselves now to countries like Botswana. We cannot compare ourselves to countries like DLC and all that. But surely we get there. Then our regulatory framework, our reg the current regulatory framework, that's the Mining Act 2007 that we use, is very, very opaque to gender issues. In fact, there's nowhere in the law that gender is measured, mentioned in the legal framework. But again, I know that we made a submission and I know government is doing everything possible you understand, to make sure they give us a new law even before this government exits. I hope it comes to pass. So the regulatory framework is different in different African countries. And you find out that in countries like Ghana, they have robust mining companies. So they have women in, high, in, in private companies, you understand, in high decision positions, unlike in Nigeria, where we still don't have that. But again, I believe we come to that with time. So these are some of the issues that I believe, uh, uh, and then the then if you look at the participation rates, the participation rates again are issues. In other countries, the women participation in the sector is low. We are just getting them interested. When you compare, and then when you find women in mining, some it is the people who are most impacted that are in mining in Nigeria currently. The women who are in the actual phase of mining are not as high as when I see my counterpart blessing in Zambia and you see uh, Georgette in Ghana, you see them like that, you understand, because of what they have been able to get access to resources. Again, access to resources is a challenge to women in Nigeria, like I earlier mentioned, unlike in other African countries, their representation. I mentioned representation earlier, then the issue of uh, health, uh, the occupational health issues too, are issues, you understand, that are well taken care of in other countries. I see South African women, in fact, all women, all women crew, I used their, their picture in one of the presentations I did some years back, you understand? So, but I believe that gradually, now that Nigeria, because when Nigeria takes off something, you understand, they go all hog. So I, I pray to God that we will get to that level soonest, as long as we are consistent in our mineral development policies. Thank you. Sure. I always say, if you want a job done, you must give it to a citizen of Nigeria. They will kill it. Uh, in any, so I know exactly what you mean, that uh, you know once the women of Nigeria put their weight behind mining, they will be unstoppable. But you make also a very important point that uh, because the petroleum sector has been so huge, uh, mining has been neglected and, and that Nigeria is coming somewhat from the behind. I mean, you know, I, I was wondering, does mining perhaps need a champion in Nigeria? Are you that champion for the course or a minister who takes it on? I, I know not the current minister, minister, but the former one, Minister Femi, was very driven about this mining thing. And I, I wonder whether or not we need a champion more than just uh, somebody holding a ministerial position to be able to fire up the imagination of Nigerians and let it loose uh, and, and unleash the mineral potential of that country? Nigeria doesn't necessarily need a single champion, but there's a need for quite a number of people who are dependent on that, uh, on mineral resources to come together and ensure that they keep on promoting pro-policies, 
your, that's uh, tied around your presentation. That's good governance. And that good governance, you understand, take cognizance of transparency and accountability and sustainability, where that is stakeholders engagement. When you look at that, you now look at people who are in the forefront in all those categories and bring them up. On the side of government, there's no competition about it. It has to be the Minister of Mines and Steel, headed by the Permanent Secretary and the Minister. You look at the issue of uh, transparency and accountability, you bring in the parliament. The parliament is very important to, for, for that. And then in terms of the stakeholder, you bring in Miners Association of Nigeria and Women in Mining. By the time you do that, because Women in Mining will take care of the gender component, you understand, looking at the areas of impactation and looking at the areas of mining itself of women. So by the time we identify this group of people as champions, I believe that it will impact positively on the mining sector in Nigeria. And then part of the stakeholders, like I mentioned, the professional organizations as Nigeria Mining and Geosciences Society takes a lead there from which other professional bodies were bifurcated. I'm sure with all these people working together, we have a very robust mining space, you know, to develop, to develop in the country. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, uh, Madam, that was all we had uh, for today. Thank you very much for joining the Sheila Kama Extractive Podcast. I wish you well in your endeavor and my sense is that you have uh, just begun a pathway towards a worthy legacy. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you.